Hey, it's episode 48, and welcome to The Nerd Out. I am Lisa. I am Richie P. We're girls and we nerd out. We are on Twitter, at The Nerd Out. We have a Facebook page. You can email us, info at thenerdout.com, and we are newly on Instagram and killing it. <laughs> so we look forward to interacting with you and those various social media. <laughs> So, uh, just real quick, I forgot uh, to mention that um, we got a request for some stickers. Mm. We sent them out, and they have arrived. We thought they were lost for a hot second. Okay. And they're there. So oh, that's thank awesome. You. Yeah. If anybody else wants stickers, we will send them to you. Yes. Um, so, let's talk about something special. Right. Well, I mean, we're middle-aged now. Yes. It's episode 48. Mm-hmm. And that means that two episodes from now, you guys are nerds, you know math. That it's going to be the 50th, and that's a big deal. <laughs> huge deal for us. Yeah, huge deal. So we are working on putting together something especial <laughs> for our 50th. Um, maybe a special guest? What? Perhaps, perhaps. So stay tuned. We will uh, announce who that is on um, the next episode in two weeks. Yes. Oh, and then just really quick, our last episode where we discussed our uh, fictional characters that, that we wanted to hit and bone, mm-hmm. we're getting a really good response. We yeah. we got a good response prior from all the different social media outlets. You guys were awesome. And then we talked about on the last episode, people heard that episode, and then they started chiming in on yeah. who they want to bone. And we still want to know. Yeah. So if you are, if you were... If you were shy, if you were not near a computer, if you were not sure who exactly you wanted to tap, <laughs> think about it, post it on our Facebook page, tweet it at us, Instagram it, whatever. We love it. Yeah. Love we'll, ta- it. we'll talk about it um, next episode. We'll talk about um, the newest ones added from the yes. people's yes. And the supporters, for sure. And we should definitely discuss it with our special guest. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. believe it. That will be very interesting. Yeah. Um... What, what is this? What do we have coming up? What are you talking well, so, about right here? Um, obviously, uh, Comic-Con's coming. When is Comic-Con? May? June? July. July. <laughs> you know, whatever. August, September, <laughs> October. <clears throat> uh, so, um, San Diego Comic-Con coming up. This year will be the first ever Comic-Con fashion show. Crazy. And it will feature, quote-unquote, geek couture. Ooh. And uh, we'll post a link to it on the page. But, you know, I'm seeing some glamorous Darth Vader outfits. Um, yeah. Some dresses and with, like, a little hat and ensemble that is evocative of the TARDIS, etc., etc. <sighs> so, uh, apparently, they're going to have people come marching down a runway. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's... I don't think, let's be real here, this is not going to be what we would normally think of as couture. <laughs> this is probably going to be um, kind of lame. But... You never know. You, you never, never know. know. You might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so many more things to look forward to for the Comic-Con. Yeah. I've never been to the Masquerade Ball. I've only seen it on, like... Like a YouTube show or something like that. They have a masquerade ball? Yeah, where you go in your outfits and they have it. Like your cosplay outfit? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, it's interesting. Yeah, there's... I, I find that generally things like that... Like, there's a masquerade ball in L.A. And I was like, I feel like it's a lot of, like, maybe middle-aged people 
getting their freak on a little bit, <laughs> and it's like a cross between Eyes Wide Shut and a Ren Fair in like the worst possible way, <laughs> and it's just really awkward. That's my dream of what things like that are. But if it's a bunch of cosplayers, then they have a good time. Yeah. Cos- the- cosplayers party. Do they? I think Are so, they yeah. still kind of awkward though? Oh yeah, totally. But they party. <laughs> but they party. Yeah. Uh, STDs. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wonder what's most common in the cosplay world. I know. Huh? Yeah. I wonder. That's interesting. I'm sure. That HPV. They're, they're probably. I mean, isn't that the most common with everyone? Yeah, but. Uh, they say that something like eighty percent, ninety percent of sexually active adults have it. It's just it does it doesn't always manifest. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what cosplayers get. Well, if you guys know the any cosplayers listening here, um, or if anyone does any uh, research, <laughs> let I us mean, know what STDs go around the the cosplay universe. <laughs> yeah, or if the, or even the Comic Con universe. Yeah, nerd. Well, nerd, nerd stars. <laughs> I've gotten that before. Yeah, just by airborne shit. Um, but yeah, that's very very interesting. Um. Let's talk about some movies. I saw 300 in the theater. I did a little, like, hooky. I decked out and had a long lunch one day. (laughs) Nice. And uh, saw 300. I will shock no one by loving it. (laughs) Uh, I thought that it was exciting and ultra-violent and really stylized and a lot of the stuff that I liked about the first story um, and also, one of the things that I liked about the first story and this story is that they are based on fact. Mm. And the principal players who uh, are appear in the movie were actual historical characters. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's a super, obviously a super stylized version of, you know, battles that were fought. But it's really fascinating. So historically, it was great. It delivered on the visuals. Nice. Yeah. What Which one do you like better? Probably the first one because um, uh, I am a big fan. I think it's uh, the Battle of Thermopylae, which is where the Spartans held that held the gap, mm. and at least for a while. Um, it's, that's just a really fascinating story and battle. So um, that probably that one. Oh, nice. Yes. I, wa- I definitely want to see it, but, you know, I won't see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want meant to do some research on this before our episode, but I am getting really, like, I feel like it's an SNL skit every time I see the trailer for Noah. Is that for reals? It's apparently getting great reviews. I know. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I saw it, and I keep seeing the billboard. It's like a huge billboard right here because I'm, like, right by the Miracle Mile, and so there's a huge-ass billboard. I'm, like, I'm, I'm annoyed by it. And then I'm, like, all you know, the actors that are in it, I'm, like, re- like I, don't, I don't understand. I think that it's, you know, you're Darren Aronofsky. You decide that you want to tell the story of Noah, Everybody gets on board because they want to work with you. Yeah. And then it's just some man's random vision that other people are like, well, I don't really care about the vision. I mean, I care about the vision, but mostly I just really want to work with you. And then you have a really random movie. Is he like, because he's really like religious and he really believes like. I don't think so. He just was like, this is an amazing story. I could totally hook this up. Yeah. I'm going to tell the shit out of this story of Noah. 
I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I'm trying to find the root. It just fucking annoys me. It's hard to wrap your head around, and especially because even though I don't think of him as an especially religious person, although for all I know he is, they had to have like lots of early screenings for various like religious groups and things like that so that they could decide that, you know, yes, it's okay, or no, they'll like boycott it and all this sort of crap. I don't know. But I'm excited by the good reviews. I love Darren. I love um, Russell Crowe. He's one of my faves. Yeah, that, that's what I think. That's what is shocking and annoying. It looks like the story, the and then you're like, oh, the director, oh, the people in it. You're just like, I don't. And it, like I said, I didn't do enough research, but I was like, are they? Are they? Is it? Are they religious? I, I, they're just working with a homeboy. I don't know. I think that it is true to the way the story is depicted in the Bible. I mean, if you want to do a big epic thing, like, you know, rain, animals, whatever, that's yeah. your that's your golden ticket. I don't know. Are you going to watch it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> totally. I'll wait to see what you say, maybe. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely behind uh, on my movie watching. But yes, that I will watch. Crazy. And I'm behind on my movie watching because I've just been watching a lot of TV. A lot of TV? A lot of TV. Um... Just because a lot of stuff came back. Yes. So I have a lot of, like, background noise going on right now while I work, whatever. Unfortunately, like, I've become so addicted to, like, dual screen mm. that even shit that's really good, I feel the need to compulsively, like, pick up my phone and check my email. I've been – I was doing that with um, the last episode or in the different parts of House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm really into this, but why am I still on my phone? Like, you know, um, Walking Dead, though, I can't, I can't do it. No, uh-uh. Walking Dead, no. There's no way. No, especially after the most recent Walking Dead. Whoa. Spoilers ahead. Whoa. 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 But at least part of the the theories that everyone was tossing out uh-huh. were correct. Uh-huh. Excuse yeah, me. I always... And I thought that maybe um, Psycho Lizzie, child... Child killer. Child, yeah. child killer. Uh, I thought that Psycho Lizzie, there's a good chance that she had killed Tyrese's girlfriend and the other person. Yeah. But we do realize it was, in fact, Carol. Yeah, which was a little shocking to me. But then she was just kind of like, it. boom. Like, Carol, I think, has always been a character that we've liked a lot. Yes. So, like, for me, kind of Carol and Daryl and Michonne are probably my three favorites. Yes. Followed closely by Rick. A mm-hmm. lot of people are annoyed by him, but I like him. Yeah, I like him, too. Um, but, you know, it was just like, Carol is tough. Yeah, and I think it's a def- I think it's just a defense mechanism for everything that's happened to her. Yeah. Well, she was, she was married to, like, an abusive asshole before mm-hmm. the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And then loses him, no great loss, uh, loses, literally loses her daughter, and then finds her daughter, who's a zombie, and she dies in front of her. I mean, Carol's had it pretty, as, I mean, I guess as rough as anyone else has had it. Yeah. And I keep thinking about her, her man, her husband, and you're still a fucking abusive asshole dick in this apocalypse? Dude, once you got that inside of you, Always. This is just the worst. I don't think that there's like, I don't know that the zombie rehab or that the zombie apocalypse is a rehab for assholes. Shit, just it makes probably it makes you worse. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. Either, either deal with me or fucking, ugh, I hate that shit. I just hate people. Like, I think that's why I, I, I love Carol too, is just because I'm always like, 
you know, I've always tried to be like the voice of the voiceless and I'm always down for the, uh, you know, the underdog. And, you know, the fact that she's, I think, I think Walking Dead shows that, especially like recent, this ep uh, this season where you see people's history and now we know what Dara was, and, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we already knew kind of like, we don't know, um, I was going to say Steve, Glenn's backstory, but we saw him. He was like how he's evolved just in the show over the seasons, like from nerdy with the little cap to like fucking badass. It's just like, I feel like Zapocalypse is what has turned these people into superheroes. Yes, absolutely. You know what it's I mean? Like they have like all of the fat has been burnt off of whatever they were yeah. before. And 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 they were the circumstances have allowed them to to shine and thrive and 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 become who they were meant to be that without this apocalypse there was no chance. Right. They and would have never, just probably never discovered their potential of being badasses. And Carol, like, she comes, and you know. And maybe would have preferred to have never discovered it. Exactly. Because the apocalypse forces you mm -hmm. to kind of figure out who you really are and what you're really made out of. And I think to see Carol, I know it's a, it's a definitely defense mechanism that she's so tough and kind of so detached and so just so, boom, like, nonchalant about shit. Um, but I think this ep this episode, it was just kind of heartbreaking. You see her, you see like her get back to her feelings and really figure out, you know, I think she was just, she was trying to really protect them because she was just like, you know, I couldn't protect my daughter. She didn't have the skills. So I'm going to try to teach these little girls the skills to survive in this world. Like what I've learned, I'm going to, so they can sur fucking survive. Mm-hmm. Little did she know, fucking Lizzie was fucking. Even though she was like, I should have seen, I should have said, I should have seen the signs. And she, she kind of knew at yeah. the end there. Yeah, yeah. And what I liked is that you know she killed Karen. I think her name was Karen at the prison, and that other dude. Yeah. And you know, kind of for the greater good. Yeah. And then obviously with Lizzie, there was nothing you could do. You couldn't split up. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a baby. There's like you, you, you're weaker when you split up. Yeah. You, um, you know, you can't, like, turn her loose. That's not very hospitable or charitable. Yeah, no. And you can't pawn her off on somebody else. So the only thing, you know, it's old yeller style. The yeah. only thing you can do is put her down. And then Carol does that for the greater good. But then I loved the scene at the end with her and Tyrese when she gives him the gun. And the way that I read, read it was, like, she didn't know if she had moved from being the advocate for the greater good or if she had become something that the greater good needed to get rid of. Yeah, no, definitely. Because she saw, she's like, I just did this shit. Well, I think it's great because that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, um, she was just like, I did this, but how do you know that you're not psycho and thinking, like, how do you know you're not a psychopath like Lizzie yeah. and thinking that what you're doing is right, but you're just so far gone you're fucked up you can't even see yeah, straight yeah you can't even see it like you know what I mean and then it's gonna take someone or something to be show you like you fucked up like so th I think that was great um and Tyrese's reaction like, I was I, like I, I did it not know how it was gonna go I there was for like, a little there's bit there's no way I knew he, that he wouldn't shoot her but I was like, I don't know, because he looked like he, his head was about to blow off. Yeah, I thought he was going to maybe, you know, reach over and try to strangle her right, or something. Right, flip the table over something. 
But then when he was like, I forgive you. But do you think... Bawling. Do you I think... I started Really? Bawling. Oh, yeah. I was crying from <laughs> Look at the Flowers on. Before Look at the Flowers. I, I think... Do you think it would have been a whole nother outcome if they just didn't go through what they went through with the yes, little girl? absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I think that helped out tremendously. Yeah. That was... I think that that was why... Like, Tyrese grew, too, and realized that, was able to see, like, this person in front of me is doing what she's doing, is making some incredibly hard decisions because she feels like it's for the greater good, and she might be right. Yeah. Because Tyrese looked like he couldn't fucking do it. Tyrese would never have done it. He's a tall teddy bear. He is. He is. I was like, kill the fucking zombies. What the fuck? Like... And he, like, can't shoot anything. Um... And I enjoyed, like, I felt like this episode um, was certainly my favorite since the attack on the prison and the gnarliest. And maybe, like, just overall with everything, like, maybe one of the best episodes of the season, if not the best. Like, it just kind of had everything. A little, like, hitting you over the head with, like, the wisdom of children. I'm like, shut up, kids don't know shit. (laughs) Um, but, and then when you compare it to the other adventures that the other castaways have been having, like, we got, we got, like, an episode and a half of Daryl and Beth playing house and, like, <laughs> getting drunk and, you know, him being, like, weird and resentful. And, like, I, we learned from it and that was good. And then they're like, fuck this, like, a couple of teenagers and, like, burn the house down. Which then impacted this episode because the, the crispy, yeah, the yeah. crispy zombies then came to try to eat them, and it's fun seeing the parallel things happening. Um, but I and I will say I was I naturally had to go to Television Without Pity, my favorite message board, <laughs> and read what everyone was saying about the Walking Dead thing because I was fu- I was fucked up for like a day about that. I could not stop thinking about really? it. Really? Oh yeah, could not stop. <laughs> And so, um, this person named Gin and Tonic 7, and I even, I could have stolen this for myself, Gin and Tonic 7, (laughs) but I'm giving you props. They were like, it's going to be a really interesting reunion between Carol and Daryl. Daryl, so what have you been up to? Carol, well, I was banished by Rick, met up with Tyrese and the kids, tried to teach Micah that sometimes you have to do the hard thing, tried to teach Lizzie that walkers were dead things, did my best to keep Judah safe, killed a few walkers, took my eye off Lizzie for one moment... Then had to basically execute her after she killed her sister in a vain attempt to show me that walkers were just like us. Bury both of the girls, came clean with Tyrese about his dead girlfriend, and after all that, I still found the will to live and move on. You? Daryl. Uh, I got Beth drunk and we burned down a shed of moonshine. (laughs) Carol. Oh, so that's where the smoldering walkers that almost killed us came from. (laughs) And I thought that that was totally, I'm like, that's kind of how I feel about the second half of this season. Like... It was interesting seeing Daryl and Beth get drunk and burn down a shed of moonshine. <laughs> but, like, Carol and Tyrese just had Dude. a fucking journey in this episode. Dude. Like, this apocalypse wasn't enough, and they had to deal with fucking yeah, this psychopaths, like, sociopath whoa. kids, and fucking... The, the saddest part for me, like, I was like, no problem. Of course you gotta kill the little girl. And I, I wasn't even sad about it. I was sad. Yeah. I felt bad for Carol because she was. She had to do what she felt sad about it. Gutted for Carol. But like, did could I thought since she killed the bunnies and tried to kill Judith before, I was yeah. like, she needs to fucking go. No. But when she killed her sister, when she was all bloody, and then the sister was in the back, and she was just the sweetest little girl. Like that, that was sad for me. Um, and then just the look that the. Uh, what's her name? Melissa McBride, the actor that uh, plays Carol. 
Like, that scene was so good. Like, her trying to hold it together. Oh, and then when, when they left and then she lost it, I was yeah. like, that was so good. And she was like, and like, when Lizzie has a knife in her hand and she turns to Judith, like, she's gonna, do, she's like, well, I was gonna do Judith next. <laughs> and Carol's like, yeah, honey, but she can't walk yet. And I was like, and fucking Lizzie good was thinking. Like, I was oh, like, right. I was like, that is quick on your toes. I'm like, fucking Carol. Carol's on it. It used to be that the person I wanted to be with in a zombie apocalypse was Daryl. It might be Carol It now. might be Carol. Bitch makes the hard decisions. Yeah. Shit. Man. Yeah. But seeing Judith cry and, and just not being able to walk and just being so... It stresses me out. <laughs> As a new mom, like, it stresses me out. She's crying. Like, where are they getting their food? What is she eating? Like... I think that there was a baby in the house that they moved into because there was, like, a crib and a this and Oh, little, little shoes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but could they have used a better prop when they were leaving the house? The backpack? Yeah. The, the Judith backpack? The Judith backpack. And it's, like... Totally not the. I was it's just like, like not the size and the shape of a yeah, baby. Yeah, I was just like, no, that's that's kind of fucking right. up for me. Could have could have done something there. Yeah. Um, and can you believe there's only two more episodes? Oh my god, it's stressing me out. Two more episodes. It's stressing me out because Daryl, um, uh, what's his name? Daryl, Norman Reedus was on one of the shows recently and talk shows, and he was saying that uh, it's kind of slow, but it's you know everyone's finding out their stories. But he's like, it's about to get really, basically saying it's about to get really fucked up. Right. Leading up to the season finale. He's like, he's like, oh my God, you guys are not ready. Like, it's going to get, I was like, oh, oh stressing out. I was like, no, 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 no. And they're going to leave us hanging. And then we got to wait till October. I'm telling you, oh, they're going to show God. up at Terminus and it's going to be like a concentration camp. Oh my God. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. It's going to be something like even worse. It's going to be something worse, worse than, than the what governor. the governor had. For sure. Oh, um, and then at least we know it was answered in this episode. Shoot him in the brain, can't turn into zombies. Yes. She was like, I did it. I made sure not to. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was just like. Mm. Thanks, Lizzie, for that one yeah, thing. Thanks, psychopath. Um, uh, Robert Kirkland, the writer of the comics and one See. of the series writers, uh, he did uh, read an AMA today, Ask oh. Me Anything. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was kind of clever. It was interesting. Um, he didn't have anything really earth shattering to say, uh. except that um, there were like somebody was like, you know, you know, the people that you can never kill are Daryl and Rick. And he was like, Oh no! Shut up! I he was like, I have no problem killing any of my characters. I I'm know. telling you, if Daryl. Like, we know how, like, in that episode, like, he was, it was, like, pretty close. It was super stressful. I was, like, I'm still at the point where if Daryl or Glenn are offed, I don't know if I could carry on. Daryl, I think, is so, so popular a character that I don't think they'd shoot themselves in the foot with, like, their ratings grade and, you know, Daryl being sort they of might say, the you know what? Let's, let, they might just be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. They might. Just because he's so loved and everything. Because he's making rounds. Remember, like, let's give him a little push, make his rounds, and then off that motherfucker to show everybody that we have fucking balls, that we don't give a fuck. That's what I would do. <sighs> Dear you know? powers that be. Kind of like Games of Thrones type of shit. Like that first yeah. episode. Like, Dear powers that be. Um, Daryl is a hot <laughs> piece of ass. Please don't take him away from us. Wow. So exciting. Like, what? 
What if, what if he, like... It is he, genuinely exciting. What if he's doing the rounds because he's about to Get be off, off right, like this... Yeah. Oh, my goodness Thank gracious. Thank you. Something you to worry about. And it, it, it... Side note, because of the, the, the Lizzie story of the, of the, of the children psychopaths, mm-hmm. um... And I know every parent says this about their child, that they think their child is brilliant in advance. But I really think the supernatural bear, (laughs) that he's been named appropriately, the supernatural bear. Like, he's at this stage and, like, he, you know, Papa Bear and I, we look at each other and we're just like, did he just do that? Like, we really, we ask people that are, you know, child development, like, you know, they're like, no, that's advanced. And and, and he does some crazy shit that I'm like, and then he does these looks, though, these looks. And I was like, that's like serial killer looks that he's giving me right there and today i'm singing myself please don't be a serial killer and i'm thinking like i was i was telling him i was like don't make me have to off you like lizzie like i don't want to be put in that position like it was hard for carol because she saw her as a you know protected her as her daughter and stuff like that Uh but like what if that you really just fuck this apocalypse you're just like "Mm." Cats in the neighborhood are coming up missing. They're in your backyard, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, dissected. Yeah. Um, you know, you see your child doing shit that's evil and laughing and stuff. And so what do you do? And, you know, it's apocalypse. Okay. Regular times? I don't know. So the looks kind of look. She was such a great actress. And the look she was giving when you're, she was like hella fucking psycho when she really believed certain things yeah. that were really fucked up. Yeah. Sometimes con- Sometimes the supernatural bear gives these looks, and I'm just like, ugh. I was like, because there's a fine line, right? Because most psychopaths, sociopaths, they're brilliant, genius. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they one. I mean, not necessarily most of them, but um, they certainly they gravitate towards towards that. Yeah, and so. I was like, just be, just be brilliant and amazing, and let's not kill people. I'll be. I was like, I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, I go, let's be, I go, let's be, um, brilliant for good. Yeah, I'm not saying that like I'm gonna offer him, but I'm just saying I will know (laughs) and like I'll find a way to let you know. I'm gonna do it. I I will do it. (laughs) You'll do what needs to be done. I'll do. I definitely will do what needs to be done, and I feel out of respect. You know, um, the parents should do it. Okay. Um, just. Just tossing it out there. All right. So the episode, because I, I think about it on the daily. Bookmark. On the daily. But, like, just that episode, I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hope that's never me. Yeah, hope that's never me. But just put it out there, kids. Uh, <laughs> you are aware. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. I'm ready. I'm ready to do what I got to do. <laughs> it won't be nice, but okay. Um, True Detective. True Detective. I just started, most of the world just finished watching it. Yes. I just started watching it. What episode are you on? Uh, just finished three. There's eight, correct? Eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, so good. I know that there's something big and traumatic that happens, like, midway through, that a lot of people are like, oh, shit, they didn't just do that. But so, are you, episode three, three in, are you like... I'm not like, oh, my God, this is the best thing okay. I've ever seen. But a lot of my friends who really liked it were like, I thought it was really good and was totally into it. And then like this oh shit thing happened and I was like, this is the best fucking show. Because I see people like, um, what's his name? Patton Oswalt? Yeah. And people like that, like I see that they're on my feed and they're like, oh my God, like 
there's nine hours till True Detective, and and they talk about how great the score is, the, yeah, mu- the, the music, music is, is great. and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, I have uh, episode one ready to roll. It just have it. We've just been so fucking swamped. There's no time to, you know, to do that. So um, the acting is great. Miosito's gonna go uh, on tour next month, and then I told him I was like, when you get back, let's do this. Mm-hmm. That's a True good Detective, one to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couple of, what, they're an hour? Yeah. Not an hour. Uh, 55 minutes. No, that's perfect. That's exactly what we what we can definitely handle. Yeah, you're like, none of this Sherlock hour and a half bullshit. Man, and I, st- I haven't finished. I still haven't seen the third one because yeah. I'm saving it. Oh, you're saving it? Yeah. For what? Marriage. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious. My goodness gracious. I'm saving it because it makes me sad when it's over because it's like two years in between the seasons. Is it two years in between? Yeah, because they're, so, they're both like... Super busy in demand. Oh, uh, yeah. Martin Freeman and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatchizzle. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, he's slowly, I'm slowly coming around to his face. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Did so. I, send, I send you that cover? Yes. To, well, I forget what magazine. Yes, you posted it on my Facebook page. I put, I I put you, you and K-Pet. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I could kind of see or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was, I saw that and I was like, wow, he looked... It was a really amazing photo of him on the cover. I forgot the name of the magazine, but he looked young and it's just uh, the the dew and he his it was a great angle and I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. You're all they nailed the angles. I was like, mm, okay. Looks less like an alien, all more right. like a hottie. Okay. Um. So yeah, True Detective is good. By the time we record again, I will have finished it and we'll report back. Okay. Uh, I am watching The Voice. Me too, of course, because I always I every, always watch The Voice every season. Up until the battle rounds, and then after that, I could give a fuck. Same time, same thing this time. Yeah, the performance rounds; those are boring. Yeah, I could, I could, and then they have like the guests, you know. Oh god, oh. filler. And then the the group. Oh, I oh, can't. I know all I of cannot. it. I cannot. It's too cheesy, but I love the um the battle rounds. I love the the blind auditions the most. Blind auditions. I get it's super like, excited. It's like um, it starts out amazing, and then it just kind of goes. It's like. Oh my god, the blind editions are the best. Yeah. They're like, oh, the battle rounds are pretty good. Yeah. And then the, then the elimination rounds, and then it turns into, like, singing for your supper on national television with special guests and whatever. Yeah, it's dumb. And I cannot even tell you who won last season. No. Me neither. Um, oh, wait, no. Tess, the, the Jamaican chick won. Oh, she did. Oh, yeah. I liked her. I liked her, yeah. Um, and, and her coach was Adam. Oh, I would like to see Usher or Usher or uh, Shakira win this year. And can I say, I I'm in love with Shakira. She's I think really she's, charming I, and super lovable. cute and lovable. And but like she's like everything sexy but Very cute, smart. super intelligent, funny. I, I just I just really like I know last she said it and I was like totally could relate. She was like, last, she's like, last season, she's like, I was here, she's like, I was like, you know, I was a new mom, she's like, it was probably the hormones, I was just, you know, very hormonal, like, she looked kind of out of it, because mm-hmm. that's what fucking happens, kids, <laughs> you're fucking out of it, it's a blur that first year, and now she's like, I'm back, and I'm ready, and I was like, I feel like her and I are like, we're back, and we're ready, and, and, and so like, now I feel like I'm finally get to know who she really is, like, she was in a daze last time, mm-hmm. this time she's like, it's really her, and her, I, I think she's the cutest thing ever. And I love that she has Miranda Lambert as yeah. her coach. <laughs> yeah. Nice strategy. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> and 
I, there was something really funny. She was like giving this really eloquent feedback to one of the contestants and Adam was like, he was like, the English, English is Shakira's second language and, and she, she speaks English better, better than Blake. Than Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I love Blake. I know. He's like, I speak Oklahoman. <laughs> He's cute. I know. I still want to drink with him. I know. Me too. And then have sex. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and then House of Cards. I, I Before we talk House of Cards, okay. allow me to preface it by saying... Did you finish it? I have the last seven minutes of the last episode still to watch. And I understand that there's something that's maybe shocking that happens at the very end. I don't know. So, seven minutes. I'm almost done. Almost. Yeah. Okay. But just in general, after watching House of Cards... Um, you know, scandal started up like what a couple of weeks well, no, like in February, mm-hmm. mid February. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of excited about that. Watch the first episode. I couldn't even finish it. We're like, how ridiculous is this shit now compared to House of Cards? Really? It crushed it. And then I, I posted about it on um, Facebook and Twitter and every like everyone across the board agreed completely. And they're just like I was like, I didn't watch it so it's the, my season pass. I didn't delete my season pass um, for it. So I was like, mm, there's two episodes. People were talking about it on Facebook that something crazy happened. So let me just fast forward and see, you know, keep up, see what's happening. So we watched it. We're like, are you serious? And I don't know if you saw the SNL skit with mm-hmm. Lee. They did an essence. They did a, a skit um, of Scandal. Mm-hmm. And it was totally on point where, you know, um, Le- Lena, um, she plays like a the newest member and like kind of like an intern and they're like, okay, now you go blah, 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 and da, da, da. and she's like, like stressing like what? And she sees like everyone else like doing stuff <laughs> in like 10 minutes. She goes, how did you even do that? Blah, blah. And then the president comes in and then like grabs, um, Olivia Pope's mouth and they just start going, Ugh. like, you know, how it's like so passionate and so like, and I was like, they were like to the extreme. And I was like, that is totally like, if that got rid of that, maybe I'd still watch it. But the stupid like back and forth love, you know, triangle stupid shit, it, it kills it for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not watching it. And then the thing that's supposed to happen, the last 30 seconds of the episode happened. And I was like, who, who gives a fuck? That's not shocking. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Scandal's, uh, Scandal's mega. Like, I, I think that we talked last week, or maybe the week before, about my Urban Sweat Lodge experience, yeah, yeah. where I go to the Urban Sweat Lodge and um, get wrapped up in, like, a infrared heat blanket burrito, and you're in, like, this cute little pod, and you get to watch TV, huh. and I always love asking the people as they're, like, tucking me into my little thing for an hour, huh. which is where I'm currently watching True Detective, <laughs> and where I watched House of Cards. No, no. Um, as they're talking to me and I always say, like, what are the things that everyone's watching? They're like, House of Cards and Scandal. House That's of Cards great. and Scandal. House of Cards and Scandal. And so it's funny. I mean, I wonder if House of Cards, in a way, will crush Scandal. But people love Scandal. People love Scandal. But I, I, it's interesting to see if there's been, like, a dip of those that... Because not necessarily everyone that... I don't think that a lot of people that watch Scandal will watch House of Cards. Because the way they make Scandal, it, it's... For the masses, and yeah. so like you know, the yeah. you know, it's the know. Wonder Bread. Yeah, definitely. Which can be delicious sometimes. Yeah, of course. But still. Yeah. Um. So that's that's interesting. Um. We'll see, uh, where that goes. Anything else? TV. 
Mm. No, I'm gonna go home and make dinner after this and mm. watch Survivor. Oh, because I I am Pat. It's my patent. The last person on earth watching Survivor. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I always forget that it's on until you mention it. I know that it's still on. It's still on. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about, oh, I want to talk about this last time. I didn't. So I don't know if any of you listened to DVD ASA and that the David Cho um, podcast that he does with Asa Akira, the famous porn star, um, that does some fucking rough, crazy shit. I, I don't know how she does it. And then you listen to her and you're like, wow, she's super articulate. Uh-huh. I could totally see us hanging out besides the porn part. Like, you could do porn, and I get it. But when you do, like, her type of porn, it's like a whole nother thing. Like, a whole nother extreme. Well, anyways, DVD ASA uh, stands for Double Vag, Double Anus, uh, Anal, Anus, Double Vag, Double Anal Sensitive Artist. Okay. Um, and how did I... I don't know how I started listening to it. But I saw that he had um episode special guest was uh, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Steve Yoon, mm-hmm. and you could watch them as well. Um, so I watched that, and then I saw that Kevin Smith was on. So I watched that one, and then he's like, oh, talking about like, oh, him being on Smodcast first, and that's how Kevin Smith ended up being on his podcast. Okay. So then I went back and listened to Smodcast with David Cho, and there was it's a two-parter, uh-huh. Cho Nuff, and then some other one. Excuse me. So then... So I knew, like, uh, David Cho is, like, a famous artist, but then he... Yeah, tell people who he is a little bit. Crazy famous artist, um, but then he just maybe, what was it, a year ago or something? became yeah, a year, like, year and a half Beyond ago. household name because everyone found out that he, uh, his payment for painting the Facebook offices when they first started was shares. Mm-hmm. So basically he's a billionaire now. Uh, like, he was on Barbara Walter. Like, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so, uh, that's how he's extra famous. And then, so, I knew his art, and I knew a little bit about his history. But then when I heard his story, and I listened to both episodes with him on on Smodcast, his his story is fucking fascinating as fuck. Okay. Like, you, I definitely recommend you probably start there. Uh, the two episodes of David Cho on Kevin Smith, and then from there, go to listen to Steve Yoon, because that's fascinating to see how his life has changed, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he grew up in uh, Chicago, and then seeing how his life changed, and how David Cho's trying to make him be, like, the one, the Korean that's, like, going to break out, and, you know, he, like, they were talking about things that, you know, you kind of forget that... Asians don't get that type of shine. And, and David Cho's like, dude, you're like the first Korean. Like, you have a white chick. You get to fuck a white chick on fucking <laughs> national TV. And, like, all these things That's are like. True. And, you know, he, it's so interesting talking about, like, there's only, like, a couple of people, Koreans or Asians, that, you know, always um, audition for the same parts. And just listening to that episode with Steve Yoon, you're just like, wow, he's just fucking a really nice guy and even to the point where D- uh, David Cho's like 
no, you're a nice guy, dude. Like, you're respectful, blah, blah. Because he would always be like, this is our guy. This is our guy. Like, our Korean that's going to break through. He's like, this is our guy. And he's like, so did you, like, once you, like, you know, got real famous, did you, like, fuck everything that moved? Because, <laughs> you know, that's how David Cho, you know, totally. operates. That's what, that's what David Cho you know? did. And, he, and then he's like, no, he's like, I still have the same girlfriend that before I got famous. He's like, really? He's like, no, man, maybe this is not our guy. This is not our guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then something he would say something else, like maybe this is okay maybe this is okay and it's hilarious it just the dynamic the, the things that happen there and you know listening to I don't know if you feel this way but because you I know you listen to a couple of episodes couple of, of the episodes. DVD ASA um, which are very interesting horror part one and horror part two yes, where they, they, they have a, a real um, a whore a, a working real, a working like no um, what do they call um, woman of the night no but what did she call herself um Oh, an erotic provider. Erotic. I love that. Yeah, she's an erotic She's an erotic provider, a real one. Um, and did you watch that episode or listen to it? Listened. You, wish, should, you should yeah, watch I it. I want to watch it so that I can see, see who all of talk. those people. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, but, like, listening to... When I found Hollywood Babylon from episode from the first episode, I was like, well, this is this is my shit. Like, you know, because I'm so crass and, mm-hmm. and you know, Miocito's always like, you know, you have you have a mouth like a sailor from a poor neighborhood. And he's like, well, he's like what are you listening to? He's like, he's like, I don't understand. Sometimes you're such like the frat boy, such like the, the jock. That, and I was just like, no, this it sounds terrible out of context when you just walk through the room and you hear, you know, dick in my mouth and the, the, all this stuff, you know. But, like, when you listen to DVD ASA, it's really... In your, like it's for real. It's like the shit that they go through, and the t- it's really fucking nasty but hilarious. It's really, it's <laughs> really X-rated. Yes, but it's also I appreciate the fact that it's really honest. Honest, and, and I think that that's how they can get away with the real, yes. with the real crassness. Yes, like then um, David can sit and talk about when he was a teenager and how he would like fuck a Snapple bottle <laughs> because he's like, I was like, you know, 13 years old. I wanted to put my dick in everything. And then like his dick got trapped in it. And like, <laughs> and it's this really like explicit story that you're like, holy shit, that's kind of X-rated. But, but it, it's, 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 it's you so can tell honest it's, it's so funny. honest and genuine. And you, could, you, you understand and, and listening to Asa, like you're just like, cause I was like, man, I've, I, when I saw when I was watching the episode, I was like, I've seen her before. And I was like, this can't be the same chick that does that shit that I've seen her do. And then I, after I, I looked it up and I was like, fuck, she's fucking crazy. Because she, it sounds like if you take away the porn part, the, the crazy porn part, it's like I could totally see us hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like the things that she says and, and, and the things she talks about and her opinions on things, I'm like, totally, we're mm-hmm. on point. But anyways, we'll have a link to it. Definitely, definitely suggest, especially if you're... Um, a fan of Hollywood Babylon. This is to another level, but yeah. it's funny. It's, yeah, it's super it's funny. I will say that these episodes are fucking long. They're always long. They're and, so and, long. And and they record them like in one like in one day, a bunch of them. So they're there for like six hours straight. Yeah, yeah. To maybe go take a break and eat, and then and then because David Cho is currently on like, um, like hardcore trying to finish uh, some artwork. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to the ranch. Paints for a couple of days, nonstop, nonstop. Masturbates nonstop, nonstop. And then he comes back and then he records like podcasts for days and then goes back up to the ranch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where if that's is the, the ranch. I don't know exactly where it is. Um, that was one thing I was curious about. Yeah, I wonder. Like no internet, no TV, no nothing. Yeah. Mm. No porn. Yeah. Except your imagination. Yeah, what he says is. Yeah. It's so interesting. Right now he's currently on. Uh, 
erection quest. Yes. Yes, he's uh, on an erection quest to regain his erection. And one thing I was going to say, too, is that not only is he, are they crass, but he's a, he's a huge nerd. I think that's why him and Kevin Smith mm-hmm. got along so well. Like he tells, on Kevin Smith, he tells stories how he's, like, so into Batman and how he um, went to, like, he's like, yeah, I did that douchey thing where you go to that invite-only super secret sushi spot that's, like, a thousand bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I'm there, and then he... Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's there mm-hmm. and we get there kind of late so we're not at like, the main table so we're in the back so like I'm sitting next to him and he also talks it's very fascinating too about so you get to see the billion like what being a billionaire what kind of doors open up when you're a billionaire mm-hmm. he he talks about like he he's hanging out with all these people that wouldn't normally hang out with them because they're like oh he's a billionaire so he doesn't need shit for me uh-huh. So they're like comfortable. They're like, okay, you enter my world. Let's do this. Let's hang out. Blah blah. blah. So, anyways, he's at the thing, and he's like, he's like, all I want to talk to him about is fucking Batman. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and he's talking about how he's on a plane. You should, you definitely have to listen because the stories are fucking amazing. He's talking about how he's on a plane with uh, Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's fucking Batman, man. He's not even fucking doing anything because something goes down on the plane mm-hmm. on their way back from Vegas and. David Cho, and so he's like a big nerd with all this access and mm-hmm. the thing and he's sort from Marvel and the, and the shit that went down with Marvel I mean like if you listen to this shit and it, it's just it's fucking fascinating and his life continues to be because all that shit went down pre fucking a bunch of amazing shit went down pre billionaire mm-hmm. and then continues to happen he has the craziest luck so you should die. I think T.I. you would definitely get a kick out of that because it's our man Kevin Smith yeah love him talking to David Show, and that's when they just totally broed out and then I funny you should mention it I <laughs> downloaded them and put them on my phone today perfect and that's in my future <laughs> awesome um yeah so what else we got talking about what are we talking about around these parts of towns do we want to talk about anything else or are we done I think we're done kids I'm done I think we're done uh, I'm gonna go. Mama's gonna go home and eat. Nice. A little midnight supper. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do work and I'm gonna uh, rinse out my nose. Those in LA know oh, that yeah. it's fucking crazy. Crazy allergy. Allergy times right now. Cause you know, not to complain and sound all whiny. Um, not to complain and sound all whiny, but you know what? Everyone's having another polar vo- vortex. Yeah, totally. We're over here complaining over 80 degree weather yeah. and crazy allergies. Sorry, it's spring. <laughs> it's sprung. <laughs> All right, then. Bye, everyone. Peace out, nerds.